This portion of the show is brought to you by Namarco's Pizza. Order online at namarcospizza.com. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orbit's here with Olivia today from the um, our Southern Camp. Very sunny, lots of windows right around. We have a yeah. view instead of being in the bunker. Yeah, it's, it is actually starkly different. Our studio down here is just wide open, and there's, <laughs> we're looking out into the forest, and it's like, the wow, sun's could you beaming in. Opposite? Yeah, I guess we feel like we need to be in a bunker in Flagstaff and not down here in Camp Verde. Is yeah, that is that what it is? I I, I don't know. Uh, still waiting for an updated. Uh, press release from the Flagstaff Unified School District over there getting rid of buses for the high school kids. If you missed yesterday's show, that, w- that was a big one. Uh, as we wrap up a very busy week, we'll, we'll touch on that and much more. Um, and I do appreciate several comments that came in yesterday uh, encouraging me to pursue the lack of information from FUSD uh, further. And you all know me after seven, almost eight years. Pursuing will happen. <laughs> If him not pursuing would be much more of a shock. Yeah, I mean, you know, government officials are, they're supposed to be there to represent us. And um, I'll get into the details of this specific instance with the Flagstaff Unified School District and how somebody basically told me, hey, because I'm conservative and partisan and, you know, I'm basically not worthy of getting their press releases that other media outlets can get it because they're the ones that they choose to work with. It's so quite unbiased. frustrating. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the, the the very nature of what this person did at FUSD was partisan. He's, he's making a decision. It's so obvious. It, yeah, it's, it's like it's, I don't know how they don't see it. Yeah, they don't They don't see it, but isn't that the problem in this country? So anyway, we'll talk about that, plus review kind of the biggest stories of the week and, and hit on all of that. But first, uh, remember, if you uh, get a rock ship in your windshield, you always call Diamond Auto Glass first. Uh, Diamond Auto Glass is the place where we take our cars to get that rock ship fixed before it spreads to the rest of your windshield. Olivia will be pushing one of her cars in there pretty soon. One of your cars. You don't even have a car. <laughs> when she gets a car, uh, Diamond Auto Glass on Fourth Street. Uh, they'll they'll fix that rock ship. It's real important to call them and get this thing taken care of before it spreads. And then if you need a new windshield, it can do that as well. Let me give you their number and and don't let this stuff go. Um, don't get pulled over. You get that you know crack along your whole windshield. You're probably going to get pulled over. Diamond Auto Glass at nine two eight seven seven nine forty one forty nine two eight. 779-4140 or go to the difference is clear.com. Okay, let's hit on some news items um, that I feel pertinent, some new ones, and then we'll get into uh, some of the ones we were covering throughout the week. I did see, obviously, Hunter Biden was indicted once again, uh, this time on federal tax charges. Uh, and, you know, it looks like eventually, I mean, everybody's got to have their day in court, but this does not look promising for his uh, future freedom. Apparently, Writing off um, prostitutes is um, doesn't fly in the federal tax code. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in write-offs for um, entertainment, he called it. Uh, so, you know, another thing against uh, the Biden administration, obviously, and what kind of links will there be to the Biden administration, we shall see uh, as, as this progresses. Uh, hopefully, you, you know, the 
another thing on the Biden side is that the Congress will hopefully, and next week will be a big week on this one, and we'll try to get a member of Congress on. Maybe, um, you know, we haven't heard from uh, Congressman Gosar. I haven't reached out to him uh, in a couple of months, so maybe we'll get him on. But they have the impeachment uh, potentially um, impeachment moves moving forward. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, let's see. In Flagstaff, uh, didn't cover this one this week, but Northern Arizona Healthcare has lost its status as a nationally accredited breast center pending corrective action that came out. And this is from uh, the Arizona Republic National Association Program for Breast Centers. They let them know that uh, through a notification letter and did not specify what the deficiencies were, um, but there were several items. But Flags Northern Arizona Healthcare says we are, quote, quote, we are confident in the care we provide through our breast care program, and we are planning to appeal the initial decision and thus cannot provide any additional information at this time. So we'll see what happens there with that. And that's, you know, a lot of people. May, may decide to go down to Phoenix now for, for things like that. So that, yeah, that sucks. That. Yeah, that sucks. Another chip maker coming to Arizona is from Reuters. Uh, Amsterdam, I think they're out of Amsterdam. What is this one? Uh, ASM International. My screen just went blank. Um, out of, uh, I'm not sure it says Nevada, actually. Supplier to computer chip makers. They're going to invest $300 million in expanding its research and development. Um, operations in Arizona. So they're adding a big facility down there. Um, uh, uh, Phoenix continues to become the center for chip manufacturing with multi-billion dollar facilities being created throughout the area. You see it when you drive down there. Um, So I don't know, hopefully it doesn't become like California though, because that is the tech center up there in, in Palo Alto. But hopefully yeah. it doesn't bring well, craziness more of California. Like California every day. Yeah, so right? I wouldn't have the highest hopes. Uh, let's see. Federal judge has rejected a bid to keep Trump off the ballot in Arizona. That happened this week. Uh, There's a lawsuit that was filed by a candidate named John Anthony Castro. He's a, he's a presidential candidate. Don't know what party. Uh, and he's citing the uh, Constitution's 14th Amendment. It says it lacks standing to bring in this claim. So Trump. Uh, should be on the ballot in Arizona. Of course, a lot of legal issues have to proceed with with Trump as well. Uh, let's see here. What else can we hit on? Uh, Adam Hess uh, was chosen to replace retiring Matt Ryan in Coconino County's District 3. So Matt Ryan, uh, is a, he's been on the, the County Board of Supervisors for 20-plus years. Long time. Too long, in my opinion. Cool. I mean, nothing against him personally. He was always a nice guy anytime I interacted with him. And maybe that's why he was reelected so many times. It's really not his fault that there's so many term limits or that there is not term limits. And he ran for so many terms. Uh, people kept reelecting him. That's fine. Um, but I think that when you get to a point where you're on any kind of political body for 20 23, 24, 30 years, you know, whatever the case may be for so many politicians. To me, that's... It's like, are you in touch with real yeah. life? <laughs> to me, that's a little bit too long to, to be doing that. These shouldn't be careers, but oftentimes they turn into that. And these are pretty high-paying jobs. I mean, I think the County Board of Supervisors are making, I don't know, $70,000, $80,000 a year, plus, you know, certain perks and, and benefits in this. But anyway, so he is, um, it, he decided to retire and there is an election coming up for that position. I'm not sure if his seat is actually up, but in 20, uh, I think it is, in 2024, that seat and a couple other of the county board seats, maybe they're all up at the same time. There's five members. I can't remember back if it's every four years they're all up. Anyway, that's coming up 2024 for the election. But he's his replacement is going to be seated there, and his name's Adam Hess was choose, chosen to replace him in District 3. 
I was reading a little bit of uh, Mr. Hess's background, served in the military for a very long time. Um, you know, I, I definitely liked uh, the resume I read, but don't know the guy, haven't talked to him, so we'll see how he does um, in that position. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's one that we missed during the week. Joe Biden was getting praise from Arizona's newest resident, so that was kind of cool. So these dudes came across the border from, they originally came from Africa, came up through you know, Central South America and, you know, up through Mexico. And as they um, got over, they started saying, I love you, Joe Biden, is a quote. I love you, Joe Biden. <laughs> Thank you for everything, Joe Biden. Uh, the male African migrant told Fox News, this was in Lukeville. You know, Lukeville, yeah. the issues we're having there. Yeah. Uh, he went on to say to the reporter, I'm a good person. I want to be a good person here in the United States, he said. So I guess... Uh, He's really happy Joe Biden's president and that the border is wide open and that he could just come on over <laughs> and welcome arms. So I hope he is a, what did he say? I'm a good person. I hope he is a good person. How would we really know? Yeah, just take his word for it. <laughs> yeah, just uh, welcome and we'll take your word for that one. So that's at Lukeville. And as you know, we're in day on Monday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is when we're doing the show. Sometimes this gets replayed on the weekend. We're in day five of the Lukeville border crossing being being closed by biden so biden well border patrol closed it but biden's in charge of all these federal administrations uh biden has closed the the lukeville crossing this is day five pushing people who want to legally cross either from mexico or from the united states into mexico or into the united states pushing them to other border crossings like yuma uh what's the other one nogales and they've closed, they've just closed it off. And the reason why they closed it off Monday is because so many people like the I love you Joe Biden guy. I know. Is he going to love Joe Biden so much now? Yeah, we'll see when you actually get here <laughs> how much you like him. You know, give it some time, see if this relationship <laughs> develops here, buddy. When you actually live here. Yeah, you don't when just you live hear here. the great, like, rainbow <laughs> dust coated version. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see if he still loves him, you know, eventually when he's granted a. Uh, citizenship by whatever means these politicians come up with and later in life uh you know hopefully i hope the i love you joe biden guy does well and you know and then he has family and they're born here and they're all automatically citizens and And they don't automatically love joe biden yeah yeah so they're all born and then eventually they're successful and they're like well joe biden will probably not be uh, president at that point um but one of his minion successors maybe they'll, they'll hopefully be like uh, I can't stand these people because they're taxing me to death and it's the like, border's oh, wide my open. My success came from me and everything I did yeah. in the government was an obstacle to go around. Yeah, it's like, wow, these guys weren't as great as uh, my I love you uh, grandpa like, said they were and he came about? across. Uh, but anyway, day five of the Lukeville um, border crossing being closed and no end in sight to that. Uh, Biden is getting pressure from even the leftist uh, members of, of his own party, including Katie Hobbs here, governor of Arizona. Uh, Kirsten Sinema said something. Uh, who else? Who's the other guy? Senator Mark Kelly. I've never seen him anywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the, he remember, he's our senator. It's like, Mark Kelly? Yeah. Mark, Mark Kelly Mark who? who? What has he done? Where is he? Um, I guess they're all back in D.C. trying to figure out all the problems they've created. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll see if that, if, you go, if you're going down to Rocky Point. I know some people go down there for Christmas. You better plan on adding a couple more hours each end just in drive time. But now what's happening is the border crossings have become that more congested because there's only so many lanes and now all these people are going around instead of there being, 
what is there, four or five crossings, there's, you know, one less to, to get across. So it's basic math there. Obvious as far problems, as funneling people they through the aisles. Basic yeah, math. Yeah, they, they, they can't do that stuff. Uh, let's see here. Um, but here's a happy one for you. Um, the most... Um, oh, no, this one's not happy. Sorry. I thought this was a Christmas one. <laughs> Most likely to get broken into during Christmas. We'll get to- <laughs> I was way off on that. I need to read my notes. It's a it's smaller uh, screen down here in bright sun, like we were saying. Um, I do have one on like Christmas cities, you know, best Christmas cities in Arizona. We'll save that for later and try to end on more happy notes, but most likely to be broken into. After we thoroughly depress you. <laughs> most likely to be broken into in, uh, in Arizona counties during Christmas. Uh, there was a Suzuki law offices did like a, I guess a research on, you know, cr- criminal rates, burglary offenses per 100,000. Uh, the number, do you have any guesses, Olivia? Can you even name all the counties in Arizona? Uh, okay. <laughs> We're sitting in Yavapai County right now. I am happy to say that, uh, most likely burglary offenses per 100,000, um, Yavapai County did not make the top 10. So that's good, right? That's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's really um, good. Coconino County, where we have a lot of listeners as well, did make number eight. Uh, I know Flagstaff in particular has a pretty pro- high property crime rate. Uh, you know, people coming in and stealing stuff, burglaries, things like that. Uh, we talked about that with Rob Wilson recently from Timberline Firearms and Training. For some reason, Flagstaff has, I guess, easy, easy I don't know, lots of vacant homes maybe because yeah, there's so many I, second I homes. Know. Yeah, I don't know. And as you know, Flagstaff is two-thirds of the population of Coconino County. Um, no, but uh, making the list at number one, you'd think Maricopa County, uh, La Paz County is number one at 554.2 burglaries per 100,000 residents. Mojave County in uh, western Arizona was number two. So I don't know what that means, if it's good. You know, yeah. It's, uh, my life is pretty huh, much well, the same regardless. Yeah, now I know. <laughs> hey, protect your home, right? Yeah. I mean, I see more and more of those um, uh, porch pirate videos, like people ripping the stuff off of yeah. off the porch that the shipping, you know, you get some from Amazon or whatever, UPS, FedEx, USPS leaves it there. I mean, it's more just more people just there. Yeah, it's just sitting there. So more and more people doing the kind of the grab and go, I guess. So uh, I don't know. It's the world we live in now. Cameras, I guess. Everybody's got a camera. Yeah, but I mean, and everybody's it's got a camera. Be impossible to track them down because they'll plan for that. Yeah, there'll be so many. I, I'm still waiting for them to catch the people during um, the um, peaceful uh, protest during 2020, the Black Lives Matter thing. You know where they people were actually ransacking the malls. Remember that? And I'm watching the videos, like especially in California, and people are coming out and they're right on video. You can clearly see these people. You could see them. Like what happened? Why would nobody got charged that I know of? I'm sure some people did, but. How do you, if, if people, few. yeah, if people in mass decide to rob stuff, what are you, what are you going to do at some point, right? You, you don't have enough police you officers. You can't arrest to, everyone. Yeah, court someone. <laughs> Sometimes they try. All right. Hey, uh, I guess uh, don't leave your, your physical gold and silver on the porch. That would be some good advice. That'd be um, advisable. You might want to get some good advice from Justin at Desert Gold Exchange. Uh, he's got his free investors kit, and he, he can talk to you about storage and things like that. Desert Gold Exchange is a company that Angela and I have used for many years to get physical gold and silver delivered. And, and I, I don't tell you how to invest, but I tell you I have – purchased physical gold and silver for decades now as an insurance policy. And I think it's a good time to learn about this. 
uh, with the craziness and the unending spending by the feds. I don't see them slowing down with this anytime soon, no matter what. Um, $2 trillion budget deficit, $33 trillion in debt. This ain't going to end well. Isn't it a good time to learn about physical gold and silver and deal with a great Arizona company that can get this delivered to you in just a couple of hours? They got the lowest, a couple hours, a couple days. Uh, they got the lowest, <laughs> it's like they beam it up. Yeah, we haven't reached that point yeah, yet. Yeah, we're not there someday. yet. But someday, yeah. They'll have the drones that drop it off on your front porch, right? Um, anyway, uh, Desert Gold Exchange keeps their overhead low. They pass those savings on to you. Give them a call. Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. If your uh, car's broken down, if you need a good, reliable mechanic, I want to give a a shout-out to Crazy Country Boy Services here. Big Jim makes sure all of his technicians, they're not rushing, and that they only need, and and you only need, and pay for the parts that you actually need. I've used Crazy Country Boys many times. You know, I have a few vehicles, and quite a few older vehicles as well. Uh, Call Crazy Country Boy Services. If you need auto repair, they'll take really good care of you. Uh, Here's the number, 928 607 9753 right, welcome back. Uh, email comments always welcome. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com, and next week we'll read a bunch of those. Yeah, we have to get to all those. Can't see the screen because of the sun, so we'll, we'll, we'll save on that. And uh, next week, uh, obviously, busy week for us. Uh, lots of guests planned. Next week, so I'm going to have to eat my um, Wheaties or something here uh, because I've got, like, double shows because we take some time off after next week oh, yeah, for Christmas. Right, but, but the week before Christmas, I have all new programming for you as well, but it's with all my regular guests and special guests, and we do, like, year, year-end year review, and we have really great programming for you that week right before Christmas. And then our big Christmas special will be uh, the the Friday before Christmas. What is that, like, the twenty? 22nd or so Christmas on Christmas on Monday Monday, yeah yeah. so it'll be the the 22nd so anyway next week I'll be recording like double shows like normal show like you're here now and then the the one for the following week so that'll be good you know that'll be that'll be busy um let's see another big one that hit this week the wildlife corridor they finally the bridge thing the bridge thing yeah I don't know. I just picture something weird when I think of that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't get it. Well, what they do is they they build a bridge. I mean, basically, we're taking an existing bridge, I guess, and they put like bushes and trees and stuff on it, and it's like it's like a piece of nature going across the freeway, basically. I feel like if I was an animal, I would be like uh, sketchy. Well, they, I'm gonna stay on this side of the forest. Yeah, they make it. 
they make it so I, I think they they work. I guess uh, if I was a, my dad was saying we had to lunch early this week. He's like, if I was a mountain lion, that's where I'd sit right at the entrance. You know, <laughs> the fifty what hundred foot wide entrance. Yeah, and just and like a bunch of like pack of coyotes. Would, like, yeah, <laughs> all the rabbits are coming through. <laughs> um, but they decided somewhere out by Munns Park. You know, that somewhere, I guess basically from, you know, from Kachina to the Overlook there, it's kind of deer strike and elk strike territory. And I can't remember the exact statistics, but a, a large percent, two thirds or whatever of all the elk strikes that happen up in northern Arizona are happening in like that short 20 something mile corridor. Um, so they're like, okay, let's do a wildlife corridor that goes over so they can all go over that instead of the freeway. And you might ask yourself, well, how would they know? Well, we're probably going to send out leaflets. Yeah. They'll probably exactly. get a notice from the Flagstaff Unified School District. <laughs> and we got a public notification. We're canceling notification the elk point. bus, but yeah. we're installing a bridge. Yeah, we've got to cancel bus service, but hey, we got crossings <laughs> for, the, for the animals. I don't know. If all things were grand and going good in the country and, you know, we just, we had saved a bunch of money, I'd say, okay, let's do a deer, cro- uh, you know, elk crossing, a, a wildlife corridor. But we don't save for nothing. We're borrowing. We're running a $2 trillion deficit. I, and perhaps with that mon- money that we're borrowing, like, regardless, we could, like, fix the roads first and well, the potholes and that and then put the wildlife bridge. That's a good point. So you're saying take care of existing infrastructure first. like Before we're making the new stuff. Yeah, like the road. Okay, you want to do your new I-11 corridor from... Goes Tucson to Phoenix, Phoenix through Wickenburg, over to Kingman, and eventually to LA. The current I 11, you put a sign up there that says future home of the I 11 corridor on the road from Kingman to the Hoover Dam, which we just drove. Uh, I am surprised that we survived that. It yeah, it was, was shaking. Sketchy. I definitely yeah. thought we'd like, would fly off the side or something. The whole car was shaking on that road. And then the road definitely from. I turned that off and I keep getting, now I'm getting texts on my, my laptop. I hate it. Too much technology. The road from Kingman to Flagstaff, they, they did do some of it towards Williams and Ash Fork and all that, but it's part of that road. You may be driving out right now. Total carpet bomb. Disaster. I was trying Fix to that sleep, first. but I kept just like waking up at those huge jolts and being like, oh, wow. I know. I know. <laughs> I kept seeing Teslas drive by and they were sleeping and they were like woken up because, you know, at least you don't have to, you put it on self-drive apparently or, or driver assist. You're not supposed to sleep on that. It would though. be like, this is not a road. Yeah, this is, this is not happening. This is not happening. <laughs> um, anyway, so the, yeah, this wildlife corridor that there looks like they got the grant money. It's fancy money for taxpayer money to get pushed through somebody and you know, is now going to build a wildlife corridor. Uh, they build a bridge. They would pile up dirt and stuff and plant some trees, bring trees in. And, you know, and then the, they, the big part of it is you have to fence off along the freeway, eight-foot fences, or else the elk's going to – you put a six-foot fence, right they're going to jump it. over it. So the idea is it pushes them all to that crossing point. But, yeah, it's, it's frustrating when you see that. And I know it's all – we talked about – Angela and I talked about this yesterday. It's all different pots of money in government size, but to me it's all – money and mostly borrowed money and money this country certainly doesn't have. Uh, And at the same time, on the local level, the Flagstaff Unified School District is having to eliminate bus service for high school kids that live in the city limits starting January 4th. And when we come back, I want to get into that more because that one led to a whole uh, problem I had with um, uh, the Flagstaff Unified School District not wanting to send me press releases because... I let them know that, yeah, this show, um, yeah, they asked me. They actually asked, somebody asked, actually asked me from that organization, 
you know, the, the format of the show and the partisanship, which led to a discussion on my, basically my political leanings. And I'm not going to shy away from that. I say, yeah, I'm, I'm a conservative talk show host. And that meant that they, this is an organization media that news. they don't want to deal with. Amazing stuff. All right. If you uh, need to get your roof repaired, uh, if maybe you're seeing all the shingles curl up or you're starting to get leaks, you got winter coming up here uh, really soon, uh, I want you to call Dave at Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. Now, Dave is an experienced home inspector. You can get a free roof inspecting inspection and also call. He'll get an estimate for you. They got a coating system that goes over the existing asphalt shingle roof. That can extend the life by up to six years. Can also save you about 90% on average over the cost of a new roof. Call Dave, have him come on out, take a look, get you a bid on this thing, uh, get you a price estimate. 928-301-9404. 928-301-9404. That's Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona, 928-301-9404. Or go to freshroofofnaz.com. Back in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. You never really took the bus, huh? Uh, no, I've taken no. the bus for field trips, for field and trips. that's it. I've never taken the well, bus just to school. Okay, or maybe then, once with a friend, just like an home experience or it or something. Yeah, yeah. just be like, oh, I, I took the bus. Well. I used to take the bus. I, I am actually, I went to Flagstaff Unified School District uh, when I was, and that was high school. When I was in high school, we lived north of town in a neighborhood called Fernwood. Very At the time, it was like the last subdivision before there nothing. was nothing, you know. Next thing after that was like Tuba City, right? Uh, the Babbitt Ranch out, you know, on the other side of the hill kind of thing. And I remember plenty of times walking down because we were pretty close back in the back of the development there towards the National Forest Service. I had to walk up about halfway uh, to the to the old bus stop. And there's maybe two bus stops in the neighborhood. So you, 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 there was a lot of kids there because it's pretty far out. And a snowstorm, the wind would be blowing right up the street. Because back then, we weren't wimpy like you kids nowadays. We walked to school uphill both ways. <laughs> walked home this, uphill. Is possible? Yeah, yeah. It's, to- <laughs> it's totally possible. So anyway... Um, I took the bus and, you know, a lot of kids did. And it was, it was important to us because our, our family, I hear squeaking, our family was working. So they had no choice, but we had no choice but to take the bus. That's all we could do. Um, There's a lot of people out there. Now those kids are still going to take the bus out there. Now those kids are still going to take the bus out there. Kids outside the Flagstaff city limits will still have bus service going forward. Um, but the kids inside the city, they have to find their own transportation come January 4th 
to get to school, the high school kids. And that could just be a huge problem. That could ruin their entire schedule if both parents work. Or yeah. I mean, you know, what's, yeah, they work. There's I mean, no if, one nearby to like carpool yeah, with or you, anything. I mean, they're, they're like, talking. What do they do? I guess they're going to give bus passes out um, according to the, well, I won't call this a press release. This is a letter that was sent home to parents uh, from Flagstaff Unified School District. I got a hold of this yesterday by calling the district. Uh, supposedly there was a supplemental press release that was supposed to go out today. I have not seen that thing, and I'll get to that here in just a second. Um, but it basically said, hey, we're going to stop January 4th. All high school students living in the, the Flagstaff city limits, um, they're going to make bus passes available on the mountain line. So they'll buy the mountain line bus pass. Um, and, and we've been talking recently about how mountain line, the bus system, is going to add like a $12 million uh, transfer station or main station downtown Flagstaff. I'm like, okay, we, we don't have money to, and again, it's, they'll say it's different pots of money, city of Flagstaff money, FUSD money. But again, it's all money that we pay as, as taxpayers, as, as members of these, these communities. So we, we're going to build a big bus transfer station, but the yellow buses can't pick up the high school kids in the, in the, in the district anymore? Yeah, at that point, I don't see why they wouldn't keep the buses. Yeah, keep the bus. So now those kids presumably will, some will drive the mountain line system. So now you have to, taxpayer dollars have to be used to purchase mountain line. It, none of this makes sense. And it all stems from supposedly, according to FUSD, dot requiring that the seats on the buses go from, you can't seat three people, which I don't know. Which is also so funny that they're going to require something like that for safety. It's like, maybe require seatbelts first. (laughs) Would you want more kids on the bus without seatbelts or less kids? I don't know. Is that more... uh uh, more bodies to help, hopefully help when in yeah you know, and it's, this is horrible know, stuff but together, yeah but the fact have... they don't have seatbelts I don't think maybe the newer buses do I've driven on a school bus in a long time I've but, never been on a school bus yeah have you ever belts. been on a school bus with seat so they're saying that for safety reasons we have to go from three kids per seat to two which I don't think you were fitting three kids in a, on, on the high school routes I you no. know maybe little kids on so maybe what they're because they also said that they're having um, driver shortages. So they don't have enough drivers. So, okay, you go from three seats to two seats. You, that means you're going to have to have more buses for the elementary kids and all that. I guess I guess I can see that. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe, again, strike a deal with Flagstaff. Maybe instead of $12 million for a bus transfer center, you pay, pay you drivers more. a few more school buses you, you, or drivers or, drivers, or something. Yeah. Maybe you got to up the salary to, to, to 30 bucks an hour. I, thought, I don't know what they're making at this point. Uh, so that's where we're at with that. So if you've got kids in FUSD. And I wonder if this is going to become a trend in other schools, because it seems like in this society, we continually get less and less. And I, I'm fine with us getting less and less from government, but I would expect a subsequent decrease in taxes and stuff to account for that. You know, it's like, yeah, instead it's like more taxes, less stuff. Yeah. If I sign up and pay for a health club and you continually remove machines and we're all stuck with one treadmill and you're still charging me $50 a month, you know, I'd expect a reduction in price at some point. So it seems like as a nation, we get more and more bigger and bigger government with bigger and bigger bureaucracies and people like media directors and, you know, these, um, these these people are supposed to be the the front of the organization that are supposed to interact with uh, you know people like me quite frankly Customer who don't even want to do their job. <laughs> you think yeah? So anyway, you're gonna have to find a way to get your get your kids to school. I'm sure parents are just learning of this and they're gonna be start to be um, 
pretty enraged by this, quite quite frankly. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be throwing a party. Yeah, no parties on, no Christmas party on this one. So, which leads me to just a recap of what happened yesterday when I called Flagstaff Unified School District when I had heard about this. I wanted to verify the story because I saw it floating around on social media that, hey, I got a letter that says they're cutting bus service for my high school kid. So, and this is, a, again, a warning to everybody about all the government, all the bureaucracies, and how much stuff are they kind of keeping from you and not giving to certain people and giving to certain people as far as information? It was kind of an eye-opener for me in seven years of doing this program and uh, entering our eighth year. And I mean, how many people have interviewed? Thousands. How many bureaucrats have I talked to? How many, how many listeners do you have? How many listeners do I have? How many press releases do I get every day from all different organizations, from counties to cities and you know, state organizations. So, um, yeah, how many how many events have I been into with with my so called press media credentials? So, okay, I, I would, you know, there, there's the old the old media, the, the the legacy media, which I think has been dying. Then there's media like us, which is a newer media. I would call us. Uh, then there's countless people around this country who have become First Amendment kind of uh, pers- um, private. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, they become kind of watchers of their councils and things. So somebody might have a Facebook page and they're like looking at and going to the meetings and citizen journals, journalists is what I'm, what I'm thinking about here. You know, so there's all those people. So I'd argue that the founding fathers, when they wrote the first amendment, you know, like freedom of the press, freedom of speech, you know, that's a big one. I mean, when you're a government bureaucrat, well, first of all, when you're a politician, when you're an elected representative, you're supposed to, you take an oath to swear and uphold the Constitution of the U.S. and of the Arizona Constitution here in the state as well. You think that the bureaucrats would also maybe read at least the first one, you know. Or look um, at it every once yeah. in a while to remind themselves or well, something. Well, just once in their life. Like, if you're the media director of um, FUSD, you know, the person in charge of interacting with, with media and so on and so forth, you know, I'm just I'm just saying here, maybe like a standard operating procedure as part of your training, you should get like the Bill of Rights. Just just the first 10 amendments. I, I'm not asking for a lot here. I'm not asking for all of them. I'm just asking for maybe just read at least number one if you're a media director, right? <laughs> I know. Freedom of the press, the one right? that you really need to know. Whew. So anyway, yeah, I, call, I called up FUSD and, you know, the guy was great when I first talked to him, this media director, and he... You know, he, he, he basically explained the whole, um, you know, what's going on and asked some follow-up questions to the high school's kids losing their bus service in the city of Flagstaff. He, he sent me over within five minutes ending the conversation. He sent me over the email that went home to the parents. Then he called me back, and he was real friendly conversations, and he volunteered to put me on their media list. And he said, well, what media are you? And I re-explained. Because I, I introduced myself as, hey, I'm Jeff Orvitz uh, from the Jeff Orvitz Show on 97.1 The Big Talker, 107.9. You know, so it's pretty clear I'm – our media, you know, like on the radio with FCC regulated airwaves, right? <laughs> so anyway. Um, it's like tune in and listen if yeah. you need some proof. So long story short, I'm not going to rehash the whole thing because Angela and I did uh, yesterday and that's up on the podcast and uh, I think it's on YouTube as well. Um, he asked me what, what the format is and I said, well, talk and, you know, opinion and news and all that stuff, you know, and he said, well, what's, is it, is it partisan was the question that came up at, at some point. And I was like, well, it can be, you know. Yeah, certainly. I mean, we get into partisan discussions all the time. I've had people on the left on, although I would I would honestly say more people on the right side of the aisle come on the program. That's fine. And I was like, I'm a, I'm a I don't know if I say constitutional conservative, but I said I'm a conservative talk show host. <laughs> that was it, man. 
that was it. It was just like it's like oh, I don't need to be like, nice to you anymore. He's like, well, we only deal with media that uh, is nonpartisan, like and he named a competing <laughs> radio station and the local paper. And I was like, oh wow, really? And I was all I could do it's to like, start that's laughing. The best example you yeah. can come up with. It's like uh, you know he didn't say this, but I was thinking in my head, it's like we only deal with MSNBC and CNN and NPR because <laughs> that's the one. You know this this bureaucrat is not the the, the gatekeeper of the the First Amendment. He thinks he is, and that's the problem, and that's what these people need to be educated on, and I hope uh, some folks from FUSC are listening. They don't get to pick and choose. Yeah, the First which, Amendment isn't like, you have to give it to this, 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 yeah. and this, but you don't have to give it to this one if your opinion is different. Yeah, exactly. It's not what it, it says. It's pretty short, and, and I expect more from our local um, representatives and, and bureaucrats that are sitting in a cushy office with their salary being paid by my taxes. And it's not about me. It's about, I expect more for you out there. I expect that this bureaucrat would say, would, would be able to compose himself in a manner uh, befitting his job as media director and would be able to just say in his head, not out loud, that, oh, this guy. Oh, great. This We're right, not going to be best friends. This right winger. And be able but. to kind of grit his t- and say, Okay. Um, Here you go. Okay, Jeff. Yes, I'm going to get you on that media list because that was he offered to put me on the media press release list himself. He volunteered that. He called me back. I have the phone records. I have all the records. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. Like I said, he volunteered all that and then rescinded it as soon as he found out. Which I'm surprised he didn't. And again, not about me, but I'm being a media director. You'd kind of think you'd know the media outlets in your town, right? That goes to show you the outreach that's happening, folks. Um, <laughs> it's like, what is he doing? But once he was, once he found out that it was conservative talk show host, it was like, nope. And it's like, I'm just being honest with the guy. You know, a lot of these, what I hate about media in America today is these people hide behind some corporate logo and they act like they're just delivering the news without bias. I don't know of many people that are doing that anymore. Honestly, I mean, again, look at the big ones, look at MSNBC, look at CNN, Uh, in fairness, look at Fox. I mean, they're all throwing their bias in there. They're throwing news and opinion and mashing it all together uh, so much of the time. So come on already. So I I expect better from these organizations. The comments I've received from all you, you expect better as well. Uh, You deserve, if you're listening to this show and the things we cover all the time, maybe you don't listen to those other shows because you feel they have a media uh, twist that you don't agree with. So maybe you don't subscribe to the local newspaper. Maybe you don't listen to the competing radio station or whatever. And you're like, well, I've chosen to get you know my information, especially my local information from uh, this station and, and Jeff's show. And so therefore, I expect the people that hold the power of this information the bureaucrats, in special, in like in FUSD, to act accordingly and just send it out and not I bring their like personal biases. These kinds of people don't have the right to yeah. hear about this that's going on in their town could affect them and their kids. Oh, you're one of those people. We you know, it's just like, you know, just shut up and give me the information. I mean, I didn't say that. I wanted to. Uh, but that's how I feel. It's like, just do your job. It's what, what harm comes from giving me the information for Flagstaff Unified School District? What, what harm comes from that? Am I going to look at it and say, what are these guys doing? I, maybe I have been critical, and they know who I am, 
except for this guy, apparently. I have <laughs> the superintendent knows who I am. I and some of the board members. I have been critical of this school district because I think there is a lot to be critical of. What's going on here that you can't even get the kids to the school anymore on the bus? What kind of mismanagement is happening with the funds? How did this happen? Maybe you have too many schools. Maybe you have. Maybe you're top end heavy on the administration. Maybe your media guy needs to learn a little bit about the Constitution. I'm just saying here, seems like the organization is running a little bit amok when they can't even get your kids delivered to the school on the big yellow school buses. Even Kamala Harris likes the big yellow school buses. Come on, people. All right. Hey, um, if you got a big bus, I don't know if all state, Eric Boatner, all state agency can ensure that. Probably, because they do just about everything. Um, We're talking about your homeowner's policies, your... Yeah, RV would be like a big bus. They specifically mention <laughs> RV in here. So buses, motorcycles, off-road vehicles, boats, business owners, life insurance policies. Eric Boatner, all state agency, has done a great job for my family. Why don't you call Eric and Lisa Boatner right now? I bet you they can save you some money. They saved Angela and I a ton of money and, and great customer service as well. 928-774-8722. Eric Boatner, all state agency, 928 928- 774-8722. That's 928-774-8722. Hang tight. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show call diamond auto glass first before making an auto glass claim here's why most insurance companies use a nationwide glass shop to answer their calls and they will try to route you to their shop which may very well delay the time it takes to replace your glass when you get a rock ship in your windshield stop by diamond auto glass as soon as possible repairing a ship will stop it from spreading and save you from a costly windshield replacement if you've replaced your windshield with diamond auto glass you have a lifetime chip repair warranty and no appointment is necessary just stop on by most chip repairs take 10 to 15 minutes. Always call Diamond Auto Glass first, 928-779-4140, or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. It is nice time. It's warmer. Yeah, it really is. It's not quite shorts weather, but soon, soon, well, soon enough we'll be through winter. Is that being optimistic? <laughs> we got to get through winter first. Yeah. Like, it hasn't even started yet. It hasn't yet. even really begun. Yeah, so it hasn't even It'll be begun. A while, yet. But. All right, next hour, let's talk about some of the jobs numbers that came out a little more on Hunter Biden. Um, the Harvard and Penn State idiocy that's happening. This is, uh, I don't know if you saw this earlier in the week. The these two uh, women, the presidents, the heads of Harvard and Penn State, went before a uh, congressional committee to answer questions about the code of conduct in their school. Uh, they were specifically asked, you know, if someone calls for genocide against Jews, is that a violation of the code of conduct? And they couldn't answer that question. Well, there's been an update on this. I'll give it to you here in a few minutes. Stick around. Hang tight. Back in just a few.
This portion of the show is brought to you by Timberline Firearms and Training. Great gift cards there for Christmas, plus great indoor shooting range just five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show as uh, Olivia and I wrap up a, a very busy week. Down here in Camp Verde, our southern, what do we call it, southern command, southern, uh, we don't know. Yeah, something it's a sunny, it's a sunny place, Lines. like we were saying last now hour, yeah. soaking up the sun. Yeah, this one's got all windows, the camp, or the Flagstaff, or Flagstaff Studios in, exactly in a bunker. exactly zero windows. Yeah. Well, I guess the, uh, the jobs numbers came out strong today. The job report uh, showed a gain of 199,000. Uh, people that, that found work in November, uh, wages are still running hot. I mean, you can tell that just by going out. Uh, unemployment rate dropped from 3.9% to 3.7%. So according to the government numbers, it's basically, I mean, for me, that's basically full employment. Everybody who wants a job is, has, has got a job at this point. However, I don't trust the numbers because I generally just don't trust these numbers anymore. Uh, I wonder how many people have there's a lot of people that just drop off. Once you stop work, looking for a while, you're gone. You're off those rolls. Also, how many people are on different government-type programs nowadays, uh, so on and so forth? How many people also are working multiple jobs, two jobs, three jobs? You know, yeah, you're, full, you're fully employed, but in order to do that, you had to take on two, three part-time jobs, you know, perhaps at minimum wage. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I mean, the jobs numbers are looking good. The numbers coming out of Washington, D.C. look good. But something don't look good when you scratch right under the surface and you talk to people and the fact that credit card debt's at all-time record highs, uh, housing costs are through the roof, inflation's been through the roof, uh, you name it. So, but don't worry, it looks good. But don't worry, it looks good on the paper. The numbers look great. Yeah, so today Biden can run the victory lap saying how many jobs like, he's well, growing. look what I did. Look what I did. It's all me. Yeah, it's all him. And then they also compare it to the Trump administration saying Biden has grown the jobs far more than Trump did. Because there's a huge dip that happened in 2020. Well, what happened in 2020? Gee, let me think. What was that? I don't know if I recall. What was that? That was the government-induced COVID hysterics in which politicians... And here, here, here's what's interesting, because what I'm about to say will show that um, I am partisan. I'm going to tell you that I, I can't stand Democrats uh, at all, the Democrat Party. And I can't really stand the Republican Party. But uh, probably, yeah, do I probably vote for a lot more Republicans? Yeah. But both parties are nauseating at this point. Let's be, let's be honest really about it. They really are. Yeah, let's be honest about it. Democrats are utterly useless, and the Republicans are just a couple steps behind that. <laughs> Does that mean that there aren't some good people in there? Eh, I'll search for some Democrat politicians, I guess, that are okay. I mean, maybe on the local level I can find them, but certainly not in D.C. And there's, some, there's, a, there's a handful of Republicans in Washington, D.C. at this point that are worth a, uh, worth a dang at this, uh, at this time in our, our country's history. Um, so, you know, when I hear from a local gatekeeper of the information, an unelected bureaucrat at the Flagstaff Unified School District says that I can't get the information because I'm partisan, I was like, yeah, I probably am. I can't stand any of them. <laughs> I can't stand the, the Democrats or the Republicans at this point, right? Although I am considering, as we get close to Arizona's presidential um, primary, whatever you call it, on March, I think it's March 19th, 
I am, I'm registered an independent at this point after being a Republican for so many years. I may actually have to switch back to Republican to vote in that one because I think that one you have to be in the party. Because uh, I got to make a tough decision about this. Who's who's our nominee for president? Uh, I love what Trump did for this country. I, I, I do, and I think had he been president these past four years, it would have been great. We could have um, been much yeah. better. At seventy-seven, seventy-eight, you know, we're kind of arguing the same. I, we always on this show, at least, and a lot of you are arguing that hey, it's time for the old timers to step aside. And Trump's now an old timer, you know. And I will vote. Hey, Trump versus Biden. <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way. I'm a hundred percent behind Trump, but I have to seriously look at the other field, which. And honestly, I've, I've been absent when it comes to watching these um, uh, debates and stuff. And I think most Americans are judging by the maybe 4 million people out of 350 million people in this country that actually watched the fourth debate the other day. It's nothing, right? Um, it's like they we're rounding error type times. And those are people that are really involved at this point, if you could even yeah. find a channel. Then you already know who they want. Yeah, maybe. It may be. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to have to make a decision if I if that one vote will be matter enough to, you know, who, who's the best one to, to get this country back at this point? And I think we'll all be talking about making that decision as we get into, um, into January when we get into heavy political season. Like, there's never not a political season. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. If I was selling a home right now in the Flagstaff area, I'd call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. Man, what a great team she's assembled around her. And man, what awesome knowledge and insight she has when it comes to the real estate market, the passion she has as well. Uh, so many people have sold their home through Kelly Broadus and gotten top dollar and done it in, in really, really quick time. Like Brian and Mindy wanted to move to the Phoenix area to be closer to their grandchildren. Kelly Broadus and her team, they went to work and sold their Flagstaff home in just two weeks and above the asking price. See what Kelly Broadus can do for you. Call her up. You're selling your home. You're buying a home too. She does that as well. She'll do a great job for you. Um, like I said, if I, if I was selling a home right now in Flagstaff, I'd call Kelly. Here's her number, 888-446-5602. 888-446-5602. Or go online, get more information, plus find out the valuation of your home without even talking to an agent by going to northernarizonafinehomes.com. Okay, let's see. Let's hit on a few other ones. We hit on the jobs numbers. Um, let's hit on one more... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Economic one. And this is from Politico. California. Check out California here. Way to go, California. Gavin Newsom is the head of California for a while now. Before that, he was mayor of... There's a pattern here. Mayor of San Francisco before becoming governor of California. wonder what he was before that. What bankrupt place did he leave (laughs) after that? San Francisco's, from what I hear, and I should be honest about this, I haven't been there in five, six years. Um, They did have... Lots of problems five or six years ago when I went there. So I assume it's only gotten worse. I've heard stories of people getting robbed multiple times that show up there. And all the businesses that have left, people just, you know, are getting robbed and you name it. He was mayor of that city. So what happens when you're mayor of a city that is falling apart when you're in politics mm, in America you today? Go rule over you, your little dictatorship you move, over a bigger area you move to so you a can bigger make it all as great as the one you were at you, you figure hey i'm gonna make that more better so he goes and he becomes governor of california under covid he was one of the biggest covid tyrants in america except for him remember he was at the french laundry in in, in san francisco fancy restaurant 
um, sitting not six feet from people, not masked up, eating oh, and having a him. good time. Yeah, that's him. He's special. These are very special people. Rules don't apply to him. Political ruling class and bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats that are very, very special. Um, so anyway... Where's I going with this? He may be president someday. <laughs> and why not? Hooray. He would fit the mold. It's like once you destroy <laughs> one area, you go to a bigger. It's like a virus. You move on and you Must devour more. Over. So Must anyway, try. back to Politico here. Uh, California's budget deficit swells to record $68 billion. $68 billion budget deficit for, wait. Yeah, no, that is 68. Again, small screen. 68 billion. For a minute, I thought it said 688 billion. (laughs) (laughs) That would be federal. (laughs) Well, it it will be before you know it. Anyway, as tax revenue falls, um, because people are leaving, people people are having trouble there. People don't want to stay there anymore. Shortfall threatens to force the state's deepest spending cuts in a decade. They grew the government too much. Uh, Time and time again, that's what these politicians do. It's not just on the left either. Again, Back to my comments that the, the bureaucrat, you know, said, oh, you're partisan. Okay, let me be partisan again. The Democrats are masters at deficit spending and driving Ew. us off the cliff. The Republicans, especially on the federal level, level, they're not as masterful, but they're pretty good. They're trying to play catch up, quite frankly. Even here in Arizona, which has been, had Republican leadership for a long time, under full Republican leadership, this state, the legislature, and the governor over a 10-year period, over Ducey's term, they doubled the size of the budget here. That's the numbers. That's the reality. That's being honest about it. It's like the Democrats are like diving off the cliff, yes. hurtling towards the ground. And the Republicans, they have a parachute. So they're going like a little slow. I don't know if it's a parachute. It's more like but a bungee It has a little hole in it. <laughs> it so. has a little hole in it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's just relatively Okay, had we had a Democrat governor in the state and a Democrat legislature, I'm sure that the budget would have tripled or quadrupled. So in that regard, it's the stupid lesser of two evils um, argument time and time again. Okay, do you want a doubling of the budget or the quadrupling of the budget? I guess I got to pick the doubling. But can we do better? Oh, my God. Can we do better already? Like maybe cut it down? Having it or something? You know what? I used to be of the let's cut the budget, right? Let's pay down the national debt. I would settle for stop growing it at this point. And don't give me the inflation crap because you already had your inflation build in there for, you know, the past 10, 20, 30 years. Now we do, we play catch up for 30 years and no government growth in the budgets. I, and I'm talking to you local council members and your county board supervisors as well. Every year you do the 2% statutorily uh, allowed uh, property tax increases. All the residents that, you know, own their homes and really all the renters too because it gets passed on to them at some point through rent increases. Stop doing that too. Your budget has grown without that naturally from you. So enough is enough. So anyway, California's going broke. Whole country's going broke, though. Where yeah, we're going. So, what a surprise. Yeah. Okay. On when to, did that uh, happen? Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking news here. <laughs> Breaking news. California's going broke. Uh, let's see. Okay. So earlier in the week, Harvard and Penn State presidents, um, two ladies, don't know their names here, don't have it in my notes, they were summoned to testify before a congressional committee on anti-Semitism that's happening on the campuses, especially since the Hamas attack on Israel, right? And they get there, and this one congresswoman just really, they, the, the media's playing off as grilled them, grilled them. I, she just asked questions, which I commend her for doing that. Again, Republican congresswoman did a great job. We need to find her name because we should give her credit, pro- proper credit when they do something right. And she's just asking simple questions like, 
is calling for genocide of the Jews, right? Which is killing. Is if a student or a student group does that and they're out there calling for this, does that violate your, your, your code of conduct? That's not grilling. If they can't answer yeah, it, then they that's can't. their problem. So these two ladies couldn't answer it. Well, they did answer it. They were like, well, it depends on the context. Or was it geared towards an individual? You know, and she kept going back and saying, like, the, con- the congresswoman, I'm giving you another chance. This is a yes or no answer. You know, yes or no. And smug. You should see these two, these two women. Just smug, arrogant. They think they're – it's what happens when they get stuck in the – I'll call it the university bubble and also the bureaucrat government bubble – you become really smug because you really think you're you're above it all, you're right? So great. Not all. I mean, I met some great guys. I'm, I'm you. You know who you are, but a lot of them, this infects them, right? It's just smug and just like you know, I'm so smart. You're not going to trap me. So it's, anyway, one of them, the Harvard is it the Harvard one? Harvard University's president apologized um, as the pressure mounted for you know from her critics. Uh, she went into the Harvard. Um, this is President Claudine Gay, uh, said she got caught up in a heated exchange at the House committee hearing and failed to properly denounce threats of violence against Jewish students. You know, after she's called out, she, she, goes, she goes to the, to, to the Harvard newspaper, too. So it's not like she went to, you know, a media outlet outside of her realm. She goes within No, to she's going to stay in her corrupt kingdom. Yeah, yeah good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. That, I saw that before in uh, NEU when we had... That last bad president at NEU, you know, and she got into trouble for Which too many. One? For, yeah, well, the current one I haven't heard anything about, so it's probably good news when you don't hear about them. You know, it's like, okay, maybe the person's doing an okay job. The politicians you don't hear about. The last one was the one that was getting, like, the upgrading the first-class tickets and all that. I think we had something to do with bringing that to light and really pushing that out there, if, if memory serves me right, as a media organization, right? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, so she apologized, um, but what good is that? She just apologized because her job's on the line. I guess I can't read what's in her mind, but actions do tell a pretty big wor- um, you know, story, right? And we've heard this story before, so. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, the other one, the pen one, um, I think she's going to lose her job at some point here. There was, uh, there's one really rich donor that gives money, you know, gave like $100 million mm. to, to, wow. to, to the university. Basically said, I'm, he had the lawyers contact the university and say, I'm going to need that back unless you get rid of this woman. <gasps> and that's a lot of money. I mean, her salary is probably in the millions, right? But they're yeah. like, oh, pff, this woman ain't worth it. You would think in a, in a normal world, money usually talks. And he probably ain't the only one. He's probably just the big, you know, high profile one that's saying enough is enough. So, I mean, in the aggregate, that's good news because people are taking action. And even to think about this. Some rich benefactor who gives a ton of money to Harvard or Penn, you know, places like that, these kind of really liberal universities. Again, I don't know them personally, so I, I, I hate to summarize and stereotype the whole thing. But my, my guess would be you'd probably have to be a little more maybe left-leaning and liberal yourself. Even those people are saying, you people are out of your mind. Yeah, so hopefully You're starting to. it's at least a little bit of a wake-up call for like, oh, wait, I can't do just whatever I want and say whatever I want. Yeah, or maybe I just got to dial back the crazy a little bit. Like, it used to be the leftists in, in Congress and stuff, they would never say, oh, I'm a socialist, or let's talk socialism, let's talk communism, oh, I hate America, or, uh, you know, on and on. They would, they would even if they Sugar were thinking it. that, they would keep that in their head. Kind of like I was talking about that bureaucrat from FUSD earlier. I was like, 
you know, maybe or anybody I'm talking to who I'm trying to get information out of um, from from government organizations, maybe in their head they're thinking, I can't stand this guy. I can't think. But that doesn't come out. Now it's coming out. You know, that we've gotten to the point where these people are vocal about and their... look where our country yeah, is. Yeah, look where we are. So maybe this puts them back in the bottle a little bit, but I wouldn't be too hopeful on that because it's gone so over the top. All right. It is end of the week. You got, you got a weekend coming up here too. So maybe you want to unwind and watch some sports on all the TVs up at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Voted best sports bar in Flagstaff many years in a row. Great wings. They've got um, for next week. Remember this. They've got the, the hot links on Monday. They've got Taco Tuesday. Wing Wednesday. Great taco. Wing Wednesday. Half price wings. And then every Thursday, they have the $3 sliders. Uh, maybe it's three fifty. There's some inflation. Something like It's cheap enough to where you're like, wow, this is an like, awesome really? slider. Really? What's the catch? There's yeah. none. And I got great drink specials while I was there. And I watched a game and I played some pool, you know, or listened to some good music. Go to Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Like I said, voted best sports bar in Flagstaff just north of downtown. Uh, right there in that Bash's shopping center back in the If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Last year, Angela and I got our blinds replaced from the Blind Brothers. So did Olivia. Her room has brand new blinds. What is that, one window? Yeah, yeah. We may I need the, the cor- corner room, but yeah, we may. You want the corner room? No, Isabel have to rent you that. <laughs> we may need blinds here in Camp Verde because they also service Camp Verde area, Verde Valley, um, Prescott area, Flagstaff area. Oh, blind that's Brothers. What I've been saying. Yeah, because that I'm sun is. Ooh, I'm getting a sunburn here. here. <laughs> I need to refill my drink before I dehydrate. <laughs> the Blind Brothers will keep that sun out, and also it's good for your electric and heat bill, your cooling bill in the summer. Windows. Lose you lose a lot of your most of your heat's going through those windows. Great to have all these windows, but you're going to lose a lot. Call the Blind Brothers. Good Christmas present. Great Christmas present, right? Hey, honey, finally got rid. Yeah, right. (laughs) I finally got rid of those old 1982 blinds that we put in when we first moved in. Call the Blind Brothers at nine two eight six three four twenty four twenty three nine two eight six three four twenty four twenty three. Or hit the right button, 928-634-2423, or go to theblindbrothers.com. It's that sun. Can't see. something else too didn't i did it go blank on you (laughs) do you need glasses or just blinds i think i do need glasses too i think i'm getting to that age where i celebrated a a birthday this week which one was that i can't remember anymore (laughs) we won't talk about that yeah things are getting a little blurry the sun gleaming is not helping you know that i want to hit the the most important story of the day i think the week possibly the year Oh, no, the confusion is hitting in. <laughs> That's an elderly stage or something, right? <laughs> and I'm a lot younger than those guys. I'm more like DeSantis' age. <laughs> um, here's the biggest one of the year, probably. I, more as a public service announcement. If you're working in uh, the deli department, 
at uh, our local supermarkets. Let's see where this is going. For the love of God, would you please <laughs> stop putting the price sticker it's over really the really hard to break over the Ziploc thing? What is that? I'm actually going to get it. They do it everywhere. I'm going to start asking them. I made a sandwich today, and I'm like, "That's it. I've got to. I've got to talk about this." And maybe you're all experiencing this too. If you go to the deli department, they put the state, they, they at least says I've upgraded to the little Ziploc things to seal up your deli mm-hmm. meat, right? At the, at these places. Um, they used to just have the little bag, but then they didn't put the sticker over the thing. Right. And then they put it right over the Ziploc thing and I'm taking it off. When I'm like, what the is that? Higher rest of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, more of a pet, we'll personal pet peeve. We'll report back on there. that once we ask yeah, we'll them. Report, I'm going to ask them, is this like, did this message go out, um, you know, to, to everybody that this is how you, you're supposed to wrap the deli meat going forward? Biden wants to give 500,000 Americans money to buy homes. Of that's course good. he does. I mean, that's good. I mean, we've got that money. Then we can all be shouting, I love Biden. Yeah. <laughs> he especially wants, it's 501,000 Americans now because I'm sure the guy that came in, what was that last hour we were talking about that? Yeah. Uh, dude comes in through the Lukeville border holes or whatever uh, from Africa and he's sitting there, you know, just, just yelling out how much he loves Biden. I mean, they Biden because I'm sure message is going out all over the world, you know, just come to America. The, the border's wide open. You know, just come on well, in. That's what it must be. Don't come legally. And he's shouting how much he loves Biden. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, Biden wants to give. This is the problem with these politicians. This is the problem with most of, I'm going to say all government programs at this point, because it starts off with good intentions, and it may very well be a good thing to help this situation. This small group, this problem. But the next thing you know, it's like, what do they do next? They have to keep upping the game. Well, it's so not they good. They can en- get reelected. Yeah, it's all about them getting reelected. Well, it's not good enough that we tried to help the poorest of poor in America and make sure they have food. Now it's everybody gets everything and it's really easy to get into these programs. It's not good enough to provide this, that, and the other thing. Now it's like, oh, 500,000, again, specially chosen Americans based off some kind of. Probably, who am I going to get most votes from? You're going to get money to buy a home? What is that? I'm not paying for like people's what? home. Communism That's not what? my job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what did it, how do they top these things next? What, did they, what do they give away next? It's unbelievable. It's totally unbelievable. So you worked hard. And it's kind of like the student loan debt thing. It's like, yeah, you got $200,000 in debt to go to a stupid school with boneheaded presidents like at Harvard and, and, and Penn. You know, and then it's my obligation to help you pay off your Student loan debt? It's not my fault. And I don't have any student loan debt. I didn't go to, I didn't go to Harvard or, or Penn State or any university for that matter. But I didn't accrue the debt. So, you know, am I getting a check too? How is it fair? Or it's yeah, like, oh, it I worked hard for this, but I got it free. Yeah, exactly. Or, hey, I didn't go to school. I, I became a, a plumber, an electrician, and I had to pay for that. Or, you know, do an apprenticeship or go to school for that for a short time. This is total this is total baloney with these politicians. I don't see anyone standing up anytime soon on this, though, because who's going to stand up and say, oh, no, I don't want free stuff? Right? I That's know. The problem. How do I you expect? compete with how do you compete with free, right? All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. You get a rock chip in your windshield. You know who to call Diamond Autoglass. Call them first. They'll take care of you. Make sure that rock chip gets filled. You can also get a new windshield. They deal with your insurance company as well if you need to go that route. And great customer service at Diamond Autoglass. Always call Diamond Autoglass first at 928-779-4140 or the difference is clear.com. 
Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovid Show. This is the Jeff Orovid Show. You like this one? Oh, great! Well, uh, you know, we, we came back Monday from uh, Cal- well, actually from Las Vegas, but we were in California for a couple of days. Olivia was, yeah, that was a big, big thing this week. You finished up well earlier this week or the end of last week. The Reagan Ranch. You talked about that on. Was it Monday's show? Uh, yeah, Monday, maybe a little Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday, so yeah. check that out. Olivia talks about her uh, visit with the Young... America's Foundation. Why can't I remember that one? I have I no think, idea. I think they should change their name because I can't remember that for the life of me. Young America... America's America's. Foundation. Maybe it's that America's thing. Young America's Foundation. Yeah. That's a good organization. Well, remember, yeah. Yeah. So I, that would be if you're looking for places to help bring up the next generation of Americans who are, you know, maybe going to battle some of this stuff down the road when I get tired of battling it and you get tired of battling it. Young America's Foundations, they remembered. Wow, and, just, and if you just type in Reagan Ranch, that they're going to come up yeah. because they control that or own it or, mm-hmm. or something like that now. But, but you I got, think they're donation-based. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah, they're do- they've got people who are willing to, instead of giving money to Harvard to hire crazy professors that can't denounce genocide um, and say that's a violation of the student code of conduct. Um, there's other people who give money to groups like that to try to bring up the next generation of people who say, huh, this is kind of crazy because without those people, this president and other people would be like, you know, whatever. No, there's no blowback. Yeah. What, what's next? Like, what's next? Oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, we saw lots of, uh, Lots of charging stations there in California. Lots of um, lots of Teslas. Lots of Teslas. I mean, a, an enormous amount of Teslas. Elon Musk has done quite well in peddling the old uh, electric Tesla throughout California and really throughout the country. Uh, and he take talk, talk about somebody. And there's things I love about him, things I hate about him. Um, but man, he doesn't hold back, and he's willing to go to battle on just about any issue. I guess being the w- world's richest man <laughs> yeah. kind of helps. You, <laughs> yeah, you have a little, <laughs> little latitude there to do what you want. But I was reading an article today. I think it was on 3TV. Um, was that a, I can't remember the name of that one. Arizona something. Whatever. Anyway, 3TV. I, um, the, I read the whole article, watched the video, and they were kind of going to battle for, it's AZ family, sorry, AZ family. Um, they were going to battle for a guy, I guess, who bought a used hybrid car. Hybrid cars has the, still has the gasoline yeah, uh, engine gasoline and, battery. and it has the battery and, you know, they charge the battery, and, you know, the whole mechanism. So I think it's pretty good, pretty good transition. Yeah. It seems um, like it could be the start. Straight up know? electric. And this particular car was like a 2014 hybrid, according to the report. So they went to the manufacturer, the dealer or whatever. And cause the guy, the, he took it in, he bought it in 2014 Used for $16,000. Okay. That's, that's okay. Right? Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and then he gets a report that the, the battery is no good. So they said, 
how much does it cost to replace a battery in a $16,000 used car? Probably less because the car is three years older now. So let's say, is that car worth 10000 now? How much does it cost to replace a 10000 or a, um, a battery in a used 2014 car that's probably worth $10,000? Olivia? I, I have no idea. <laughs> they told him twenty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, that was my guess. I <laughs> you should said always that. guess something. Never didn't they teach you that in school? That was my whole high school career in FUSD. By the way, I was circled in C. <laughs> <laughs> always put something in there, right? Don't leave yeah. a blank. Now you don't win the prize. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so this guy's like, what? You know, I have this car paid off. That's was sixteen thousand used. Three years before, maybe worth ten. That's what I'm guessing, and the battery is twenty thousand dollars. Now the dealership or the manufacturer came back and said, "We'll do it for fifty percent off." But it's like I still, <laughs> I still, still this is not car. worth it. Yeah. So I was reading another follow up to this for the hybrid for the batteries. They were saying that seems high. That most are somewhere between one of them said a thousand bucks. That sounds ridiculous, ridiculously low. I saw eight to ten thousand dollars is a kind of average, average for these hybrid type cars. Now the, the electric cars might be more because there's more batteries than the hybrid, but I was seeing eight to $10,000, but still you got a car Jeez. that's worth $10,000. Is it really worth putting a $10,000 battery in a 2014 car? If you can get it for 10,000 or is it just worth it to go take that 10 and buy a used car, like gasoline car, that's $20,000. That's maybe a year or two old. And then do gas money. Yeah. I mean, this is back in the stuff. I'd be like buying packs of like little regular batteries and like stuffing them. <laughs> well, yeah, that would add up. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I look for that. Like when I'm looking for, um, especially stuff for Owen, mm-hmm. um, you know, like those drones or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, can I get one that doesn't have a proprietary battery? Can I go get the rechargeable batteries ridiculously from the, yeah, from the big box store and replace it? Because by the time I go to replace the proprietary battery and the little gadgets, the company's gone or the, uh, the device is gone. And, and you get tired of buying crap because this stuff's all falling. Today, I was trying to fix a BB gun I bought for own last year, not even a year old. It's already broken. It's I blame like, plastic. It's just plastic. It's just <laughs> garbage. And I remember you get a BB gun when you were a kid and it was like, you still got that thing probably, right? New protected class has uh, been born. I always love when we're in the midst of a a birth of a new protected class in this country. It's always good. This is in Tempe. The Tempe, I told you about this earlier this week, the Tempe uh, City Council voted to make people that get government vouchers. So when you're renting an apartment or something, they made it that illegal for landlords to not rent to people based on solely on having a government voucher, like a, a Section 8 voucher or whatever, just a, um, a government uh, pay slip that says, hey, we're going we're gonna to pay for this rent they for you. They couldn't not. The, the, um, yeah, yeah, the, the, the landlord. Them because of that. The, so Olivia comes to me as a landlord. Olivia's the renter. And she says, I have a voucher from Organization XYZ or the town of Tempe or I have a Section 8 HUD voucher. Um, do you accept that? And many places in Arizona, you can say, no, we don't accept the vouchers. That's a single point of rejection. We just, we don't deal with that. Yeah, because it's like danger, danger, danger. Red well, alert's going okay, off in your head. I have accepted them in the past. And then there's times where we go through, where we're like, we're not doing those right now. Uh, because sometimes when you're dealing with vouchers, there are increased credit risks that you're dealing with with the particular tenant. Why did they need a voucher? 
They don't have enough income. Credit score is really low. Uh, you know, it could be a, a litany of, of things that you're looking at. And the concern that landlords have and that they pointed out in this case down in Tempe is I'm taking a bigger credit risk here because what if the voucher goes away? Then all of a sudden I have somebody that has the inability on their own, either don't have the credit, don't have the assets, don't have the income to pay for this. And vouchers have dried up. I've seen it happen plenty of times before. So these landlords, these business owners make business decisions based on, hey, is this going to be profitable? Because it has to be profitable because I have a tenant in there that when the heater breaks, I have to fix it. When the AC breaks, I have to fix it. When your water heater breaks, I have to fix it. I have to have money coming in. And also make money for a living. Yeah, well, I didn't even get to that. Pay the mortgage. Pay the property taxes that you all keep raising up all the time. You know, on and on. And then hopefully eke out a little bit of profit. <laughs> right? I mean, that's something that government forgets about, the prop, the profit side of things. So, yeah, so now in Tempe, and I think they joined Phoenix and expect this to spread to the rest of the state unless maybe the legislature steps in. Hint, hint, hint. And we've got a bunch of legislative candidates starting to file in um, in January for different districts around the state. I think we have an update coming up here in the next week or two from Senator Wendy Rogers as well. Maybe I'll mention this. It's like, does the legislature have to step in and say, eh, this is a statewide yeah. issue. We shouldn't be regulating the voucher issue, you know, on, on a citywide level. Perhaps, because obviously this is going to become a, a bigger and bigger thing. But how many protected classes do we need in America or in, or in Arizona, let's say? I know. And how who's big are these classes going to grow to as yeah. soon as you protect them? Who, who's going to be like 10% left unprotected at some point? And you're going to be like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I don't know. Your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right. Uh, Glenn Least is actually due in coming up here in the next couple of weeks as well with our big year end wrap up. If you want to have a wrap up um, directly with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management, why don't I give you the number? You can give him a call. Talk, talk about your portfolio, 928-225-2474. Uh, Glenn wants to put the power back into the hands of his investors and make their portfolios great again. He's got this. Uh, he can give you the, let me get the name right again, Woke Mitigation Portfolio Review. You know, do you have a, are you, are you investing in companies? Maybe, maybe you want to be investing in them. It's not a big deal, but are, are there woke companies in there that you're like just tired of? Maybe they're even losing money. Like Disney, well, how much did they lose? Market value this year, I think it was quite substantial because they keep making really, really bad decisions. They've got this woke mitigation portfolio review. So call Glenn, talk to him. I'm not your financial advisor. I want you to always to seek financial counsel on your own. But I can tell you that Glenn is someone that I talk to. Glenn is somebody that I bounce ideas off of, and he brings a wealth of knowledge to me as well. 928-225-2474. Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management at listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is the Jeff Orbit Show.
life and made that article disappear. There was a, a ranking of like best Christmas cities like in America and definitely in Arizona. Hey, and we promised that after all the depressing stuff, we'd give a great Christmas thing. Well, it was what I remember from the ranking was Flagstaff was rated as like the best Christmas city. But hey, don't hang on, people in Prescott. Prescott would argue that they are. The Christmas city as well. And I know Prescott has big events coming up over the next couple of weekends and this and I mean, that. Prescott and, has more um, things happening than Flagstaff. Yeah, Flagstaff has a lot too. I mean, Prescott just has that kind of cool, you know, the, the court, um, you know, downtown courthouse and all that and um, annual events that they do down there. So I would, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a toss up between Flag and, well, and, 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 and Prescott. Well, snow. Yeah, I think that's what they're ranking on. But Prescott could get that too, but there's more of a chance of flag having snow on the ground this time of year or by Christmas time, which I think is supposed to get colder, a lot colder uh, next week. We better get snow. But I would argue that the Camp Verde parade, when when was that? that, Is that coming up this weekend or next weekend? We had talked about that earlier in the week. Once again, giving bad information here. Let me me see. Camp (laughs) Verde AZ parade. Let's see when, because I would argue that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas parade of lights is tomorrow. Are we are we gone? Are we out of here by tomorrow? We might miss that. Maybe we need to stay. We got to get back out for Owens Robotics. Tomorrow's the parade in we Camp should, Verde. We should go to that December 9th. Um, so they have the parade in in downtown uh, Camp Verde, and um, I think it's perfect because it's just like. 25 cars I know. or 20 it cars. Like it's you're like you're just sitting there dying like, oh, yeah. everything's going by. But it's long enough to be like, oh, yay. But then not like. Like, oh, another one. I let's go. Yet? And then there's a traffic jam. Like, like I like Flagstaff's parade and even Prescott's parade. But I, I know, and we've only gone to Prescott's one, I think, once. Uh, Flagstaff's been too many times. Too many times. Too many times. Too <laughs> many times. And also been in that parade as well, freezing, getting it all set up. And they all do a great job. But. It's like by the time you get to car 110. <laughs> I know. It you're just like, oh, starts to man. look the same in the end. Yeah. So uh, that's what I like about the Camp Verde one. If you can get out to that one, uh, it is just the right size. You can find a place in the street and you, you're in, you're out, you're gone. You just, and then walk to some restaurants right there in uh, downtown Camp Verde. So we might be at a restaurant tonight. I don't know. Are you cooking something? Um, I cooked a lot of food last night. Yeah, she so. made it. Okay. We're going to have, you sound like mom. She she made a big I did. She made a big pot of chili for us last night. So I guess that's that's where we're at. Hey, another uh, Christmas idea here. Uh, this one won't cost you too much because they got some great specials, and that's Zero Res of Northern Arizona. ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. Check it out. They do carpet cleaning. And before you have the in-laws coming on over, and then maybe after they leave too, or after you have like yeah. a New Year's party, get your carpets clean. They got a great deal. Three rooms of carpet, 138 bucks. Come on. Right? Why not? That ain't bad. That's nothing. You can do that. Three rooms of carpet clean for 138 bucks. Uh, if you're a tile person, like we got a lot of tile on those hard surfaces and the grout joints that are black that aren't supposed to be, you can get a deep cleaned, deep cleaned tile and grout starting at $69 a room. Uh, tile, vinyl, and stone deep cleaning as well. Give them a call for pricing on that. This is a good, this is a good gift card idea too. So call Zero Res. Especially if you go to like visit a house and you like make a bunch of big messes and then you're like, oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, if you're that messy person, it's like, why don't you come over with this gift card? For, for like the Christmas parties coming up. Yeah, yeah. Here's the number for Zero Res. 928-378-8888. Tell them I sent you, please. 928-378-8888 or go to Zero Res Northern Arizona. Dot com. Okay, 
what else we got here? Oh, last one. Let's um, let's talk trains. The final one that I want to recap of the week. I looked at the clock and I was like, there's three more minutes left. <laughs> That's that sunshine coming in. Uh, the trains that were on my list that they wanted to bring that new train from Tucson to uh, Phoenix, Phoenix to Tucson. They want to revamp. This was the... The, 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 the politicians are just oozing at this one. They're just like, oh, trains, <laughs> trains. These are like kids like that didn't have a train set as they were a kid or something. It's like they, it's like train neglected. Deficiency. Train deficiency. Or it's like, oh, jeez. How many hours have I spent waiting for trains to go by in Flagstaff, right? It's like 100 a day. Finally, we get an overpass after like 50 years. And then you're not years. trains. You're just like, oh, trains. Oh, <laughs> you're gritting your teeth and stuff. Um, but no, these politicians are all excited because um, there's money available now, Magic Biden money and all that, to revamp the Amtrak line that goes from Tucson to Phoenix uh, to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. It's been it's been dormant for 30 years. It runs on the tracks that are right there. You see them as you're driving down I-10, which is a very busy corridor. But they actually think this is going to matter. And then they say stupid things. It was either Stanton or Gallego, one of those you know left-wing politicians. They're like... Oh, this is going to be so great. People can get from Tucson to the airport and not have to park. It's like, wow, we're going to spend millions of dollars so somebody doesn't have to park, right? Just send them a parking voucher. Be cheaper. Just send everyone a parking voucher and say, we're never going to revise this train line. We're going to torch. It's gone. You know, just yeah. sign here. You can never ask for trains again. It'd be cheaper to send people cars or chauffeurs. You buy a limo. A limo would be cheaper than re- revamping this thing. Amtrak loses a couple billion dollars a year. Uh, it was put in place, top of my head, 1971. And like I said yesterday or the day before in the program, it should have been bankrupt by 1972. Um, you, the taxpayers, have funneled about $100 billion into this endless train pit. And that's exactly what it is because nobody's driving the cha- train out of necessity in America. I mean, may- I maybe you could argue the, the, the D.C. Washington route, but you could take a bus, you could take a plane. It's just, it's, it's, this, ain't, this ain't Europe. It ain't ever going to be. People want their cars. You can hop on a plane for a fraction of the cost and get there in a fraction of the time. It is what it is. If we go to the zombie apocalypse or you, you ever watch like that movie uh, Revolution or whatever that is where the power goes out and never comes back on and they start uh, revamping and reusing the old coal trains, we have a massive EMP and you can't start up the, uh, the old power grid again. Then fine. Then we can do your trains. Yeah, you're not going to have an electric train. They should all be like the Polar Express, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you're going to be shoveling coal or throwing in uh, firewood to 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 get the the old steam engine train going. How fancy are those trains going to be? Exactly. Money. But until that point comes, would you stop with the trains already? (laughs) Do you ever take a train? My gosh. Yeah. Do you ever take a train? Tell us all about. (sighs) And and it's like and stop with the windmills too. I don't want to hear any more about trains or windmills. Enough is enough. Go away. Go away. I hope you all have a great, safe weekend. Busy week next week. Really busy. And enjoy the Christmas events out there. (laughs) And the parade. I can't parade. Everybody take care. See you soon.